Welcome to Empower Half an Hour, a mental health podcast that brings firsthand interviews and testimonies to you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Empower Half an Hour. My name is Brandon Spatz, and I'm your host. Today, we have Joe Shablon joining us. Joe works for Goodwill Easter Sales Miami Valley as a certified peer recovery supporter. He also is the host of Dayton Strong Recovery 101, a recovery podcast on addiction and mental health. Welcome to the podcast, Joe. Thanks, Brandon. To begin, we, we talked about um, in the intro that you are a peer recovery supporter. Um, could you tell us a little bit about what is a peer recovery supporter and how does one become one? Yeah, I mean, peer support, it's, it's a choice, um, first of all, um, not only for people that are seeking peer support, but to become one. Um you know, it's a, it's a chance to build relationships. Um, it's to support. It's to listen. Uh, peer supports to meet people, uh, meet our peers uh, where they're at, um, to empower, um, which I love because this is the Empower Hour. Um, and that's a big part of it, um, to understand, to advocate. Um you know, sharing the lived experience, not only with our peers or just peer to peer, um, you know, it would be you sharing your experience and myself sharing back with you. Um, and it's a really powerful tool, um, you know, and that's providing resources. Peer support's about providing resources uh, to help people that are struggling, that need help. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be about mental health or addiction. It can just be about life in general. Um, you know, and it's it's somewhat of a mentorship. Um, it's not a sponsorship. It's just a mentor. It's a guidance. Um, it's, you know, providing those resources and it's helping people set goals. It's helping people accomplish goals, uh, whether they're big, whether they're small. Um, you know, there's just multiple pathways. Um, I think we kind of hit on that before we went you know, before we started this, like everyone's recovery, everyone's pathway is different. And it's just about meeting people, meeting others, meeting our peers where they're at and, and working on whatever needs to be worked on. It's not about me. It's about, uh, you know, for me at work, it's about what my peer uh, is wanting and needing and needs help with. Um, you know, it's just that lived experience of helping other people and it's without judgment. You know, I'm not here to judge. I'm here to help. Um, and that's why I love peer support so much, because I was someone uh, that needed a lot of help and peer support wasn't available. Um, and I still need to help. And I'm grateful for peer support today um, because, you know, when I was really struggling and I was actively using um, wrapped in the disease of addiction and struggling with mental health and not realizing that they go hand in hand, um, peer support wasn't around, you know, it wasn't a thing. So that's my, that's my little spin on peer support. 
No, I mean, that sounds amazing of, you know, just the concept of having people in recovery helping other people and getting them the resources is incredibly important um, in, in terms of uh, housing, education, um, you know, everything under the sun. Um, and I like what you said, how it doesn't have to just be about mental health and addiction when you're talking to a peer support specialist. It's the day-to-day -day life um, that, that comes up is we all have that kind of, you know, just problems that come up. Life's going to show up, and we don't know when it's going to show up. And usually when it does show up, it's tenfold, you know. And that's what peer support's all about um, is just sharing, you know, someone that you can reach out to and ask for help, uh, someone that you can be honest with. They're going to be honest back with you. And, you know, if you're, say, you're going through something and you share that with me, if I have a similar experience, you know, that's the beauty of the lived experience. You know, it's that the NA program likes to call it the therapeutic value of one addict, one person helping another. And it's it's a super powerful tool. It really, really is. I can't, can't express that enough to people. Um, it's just sharing. Everyone has a story. Everyone has a very unique story, and some don't realize how powerful that story is. Uh, and let me tell you, when you share it, man, what an empowering feeling it is. Um, you know, there's been many times where I've shared my story and walked out of a meeting or walked out of wherever I was at thinking, man, I don't even remember what I just shared. And then I'll have four people pull me aside and thank me for saying what I said. Um, not even realizing that I was making an impact, that I was helping somebody. You know, I was just telling my story. You know, it's just a part of me. I didn't realize I was helping somebody else. Um, that's awesome. I love doing that. <laughs> that's really incredible. And it's it's so refreshing to hear because it's a lot of times, you know, when we're out in the, the community, there's still that stigma attached to mental health and then the addiction side. So if I were to, you know, be struggling one day and go to someone on the street and talk to them, there's that stigma attached to it. But going to a peer um, recovery supporter, um, you know, it's it's not like that because you can talk openly and then also share some very, very deep um, parts of your life and know that they might have gone through something like that, too. It's, it's just a, a different approach because a lot of times at counselor's office, they may have the education to understand what you're saying, but they not always they might not always have that experience behind it. Right. And for people that struggle with addiction and mental health, um, I don't know about you, but me personally, I can tell the difference. If I'm speaking to someone that is very highly intelligent, highly educated, but does not have that lived experience, um, almost 10 times out of 10, I can personally tell that. Um, and there's an uncomfortable feeling like you were just talking about, like, I don't feel... I don't know. It's just different. You know, I think that's what's really awesome about peer support is there is that lived experience and you're guaranteed that lived experience. So, you know, you know that that person has gone through a similar situation. So, yeah. 
And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we definitely still need the counselors out there. They serve a purpose, but having like even peer support, you know, as a complement to your treatment regimen is is a great way to do it. And um, now you, you mentioned that uh, you're guaranteed a um, connection with the lived experience. And um, so is that the, one of the qualifications for peer support? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the qualifiers, um, you know, you you have to have had, you know, some kind of of struggles, whether it be mental health, whether it be addiction, a combination of both, Um, you know, they go hand in hand, you know, mental health, behavioral health, um, struggles with drugs and alcohol. Um, it goes hand in hand, and that's the lived experience. That's what's the the beauty of becoming a peer support. You know, I never thought that um, at one point in my life, you know, when I thought, um, when I was hopeless, let's, that's the easiest way to say it, when I was hopeless and I didn't think that I was ever going to be able to find a job, that I was never going to be able to find something satisfying, that I loved getting up and going to every single day um, and being of service and helping other people, uh, was because I had a felony background that, that I had been to prison, uh, that I had been on the streets and lived chronically homeless for over a decade, uh, you know, and was a strung out drug addict. You know, I never thought that I was going to ever be where I'm at today. And that's like one of the qualifiers for this job. So like, how cool is that? Like you get to go to a company and put on your resume that I'm a convicted felon and I've been homeless <laughs> and strung out on drugs most of my life. Can I get a job? <laughs> exactly. Because, you know, with, with society being the way, you know, it is at times, having a criminal record can be, you know, a disqualification for a lot of different jobs. And this gives a really good second chance to, you know, help others and be productive because just because a person has a criminal background doesn't mean that they are not, you know, able to work the jobs and, and especially it counts people out. So this is a great opportunity to, you know, use your, your story, your background to, to really add to people's lives. So we've talked about what a peer recovery supporter is and how to become one in terms of qualifications. Tell me more about the process of getting your certification and how long it lasts. Well, I mean, there's, there's your 11 courses that you have to go through online. The way I did it was I did my 11 uh, e-based academy courses or classes that you do. And, you know, I did those um, while I was in treatment. I became interested uh, and started learning about peer support kind of in my second phase of treatment. I, I went to after nine attempt, nine attempts, my last go around, uh, I ended up locally here in Dayton uh, at a treatment center, and I completed that program, and then actually decided to stay in recovery. And I went to another one and kind of started over again. Um, I figured the longer I stayed in recovery, the better chances I had. And boy, was I right, um, because you know it, it wouldn't have gotten me where I'm at today, but. You know, I went through those 11 courses. I completed those courses. I signed up for my 40-hour training course um, with now who is my supervisor. My trainer is now my supervisor. 
um, which is amazing. You know, that led into a job. So I, I completed those 40 hours. I took the final test uh, through the state of Ohio, through OMOS, um, and I passed that and became a peer. And um, that's where I'm at today. I love it. I'm just extremely grateful for the opportunity um, to be able to give back and not let my past define me. You know, when I when I was jokingly saying a minute ago, you know, the the drug addict, the 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 guy that's got a felony background, you know, like I say that with pride today because I'm grateful of my past. Where I used to let my past define me, I used to let my past beat me up, uh, and today I don't. You know, I use that as uh, strength to share to other people that like there there is another way. Um, we can do this. We can work on this together if you're willing to do it. Um, you know, but it's, it takes a lot of work. You got to put in the work to do it. Um, and just to maintain, I think one of your questions was just like, what do you have to do to maintain your, um, your certification every two years? Um, I think it's 30 credits, 30 credit hours that you have to um, comply over the two-year time. Um, which is mainly training courses online um, through OMOS, which is the Ohio Mental Health and Addiction Services. And they have certain classes and certain amounts of credits you have to get for each particular um, class that you have to take. And I personally don't know exactly how many credits there are for each class and which ones I have to even, I have to go on the website and look. Um, but I know it's 30 every, every two years, you know, to maintain it. And then you have to go through the reapplication process, which isn't, it's gotten a lot easier. They've really improved that recertification and certification process just recently. Sounds like it. And you know, I'm currently in the process of getting recertified in my peer support certification. I got back in 2018. I used the website too. There are different requirements for the educational part, but there have been some changes uh, since 2018, uh, both on the website and other things as well. So working with other peers that are certified definitely helps navigate the certification process. So talking about um, the peer support specialist, um, where do they work typically in the community? I, I, are they, you know, in your typical clinical, um, you know, areas, or do they have other spots as well? Peer is everywhere today, and that's that's what I love about peer support. Um, all fifty states, I think I can honestly say, all fifty states have some form of peer support now. Um, Ohio being one of the strongest ones. Um, we're in shelters now, you know, that's where I'm working at as a men's shelter, um, libraries, there's hospitals, um, you know, people that are coming in with overdoses, they're working with case managers and hospitals now, um, there's street outreach, outreach programs that do peer support that are peers themselves, um, treatment centers, sober living, um, there's forms of peers that work in like the harm reduction field, um, which a lot of that's street outreach also, um, medical providers, clinical, you know, professionals, like you mentioned. Um, and there's even like over the phone, 
uh, or even in person. You know, there's support lines like Goodwill Easter Seals Miami Valley, the company that I work for, has a warm line. Um, and there's other lines that are, you know, other forms of uh, phone type support that peers work in um, that are available, you know, and it's emotional support. It's, um, I don't want to say it's a crisis hotline because it's more of a preventative, uh, you know, phone line, you know, to hopefully prevent a crisis. But it's just like an emotional support, uh, emotional support for like behavioral health, uh, for addiction, uh, recovery services, resources. You know, you're you're calling a peer, talking to a peer, um, more than likely about something that they've probably struggled with themselves. So it's that relatable experience we we go back to again. You know, and how how powerful it is when you're talking to somebody that gets it. You know, that actually understands it. So. That sounds really, you know, beneficial for, um, you know, when you were talking about putting um, peers on phone lines, because especially Wormline, um, when you're not fully in a crisis, but you still need some assistance and having someone that you can relate to so easily can can make all the difference in, in someone's life, in someone's current situation as well. This uh, just depends on on what's going on. But it sounds like really all of the the areas are being represented um, that that people in you know whether in the recovery or not um, are are using. So that's incredible. Good stuff. You know, like I, I don't want, I want to stress that it's not a, um, certainly if you're in crisis and you feel like you're going to hurt yourself or hurt someone else, please call 911, you know, reach out and call for help. But, you know, if you're just needing somebody to talk to, you know, you've got those thoughts going through your head and you want to bounce them off of somebody, you know, the warm line's an amazing tool. Uh, and like I said, it's not just necessarily our warm line. It's, there's several you know, statewide that are out there that offer similar services. And just like you said, talking to somebody that gets it, understands it, um, can show that love and compassion uh, and understanding, um, it makes all the difference in the world. You know, you, you might be able to talk somebody down off of a ledge, help someone down off of a ledge, you know, and that's that's a big deal. It's, it's amazing how far um, peer support has grown uh, over the last five or six years, I mean, heck, just in a short period of time that I've been in the peer world, how much it's grown, it's amazing. It's really cool. It's well needed. It really is, especially when you look how it's changed over year the years, just how the resources will improve. So you mentioned that peer support is not only in Ohio, but all 50 states as well. What are some of the peer organizations in Ohio and how do you get involved in them? You know, there's a big one here in Ohio that um, we're a part of, um, Ohio Pro, um, which is Ohio Peer Recovery Programs. That's what Ohio Pro stands for. And it's exactly that. Um, it's an organization um, that people can join other groups, other organizations can join and be a part of. And it's a great, <clears throat> it's a great website you can visit 
um, to see the, the list of organizations is countless. There, we, we don't have enough time for me to go through all of them because there's, there's so many um, that are out there. And, um, you know, for anyone that's interested in learning about more recovery programs in Ohio, specifically um, OhioPro.com, I think it's Ohio slash Pro.com's website. Um, they've got a link on their website where they, they do they do meetings uh, for peers. There's all the links to the organizations. Um, you know, locally we have Goodwill Eastern Seals, Miami Valley. Of course, I'm going to plug the place I work for because they're amazing. Um, you know, there's family of addicts uh, here in Dayton um, that help exactly what it sounds like. Uh, the families of addicts, alcoholics, um, you know, because there's struggle there too, you know, from the family side. So, um, you know, it's for those that are listening that know what our, uh, Naranon or Alanon is, um, that's the family side. So, um, and, uh, that's what family of addicts do. So like there's, there's all kinds of outlets. There's so many different forms of recovery and resources out there. Um, it's amazing. For our viewers, I'll add all the links to the resources that we've discussed today onto our Instagram page. With the peer support specialist certification, is there room for growth within the field? Sky's the limit, my friend. Um, you know, I'm extremely happy personally uh, where I'm at. Um, you know, Growth in the peer support world can look to someone, um, you could be a trainer, you could become a facilitator, uh, you could become a supervisor. Um, you know, peers are, I don't know, we're leaders, man. Like, you know, there's so many peers out there that are developing new resources and new programs. They're huge influencers. Um, they're out there advocating every single day. They're impacting communities. You know, they're doing big things. Peers are kicking butt, man. Um, you know, and they're out there doing that in the public. They're out there doing it to uh, leaders in our communities, you know, way up in the food food chain, you know. And uh, they're advocating. Um, and it's, it's just the sky's the limit. There's so many different opportunities and options and forms of peer support. Um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of growth. It's just, I think everyone's different and everyone's going to find their niche. You know, everyone's going to find what they enjoy, uh, what warms their heart every day. Um, I have personally found that here at the homeless shelter, um, you know, where others may not be as comfortable working at a homeless shelter. Um, so, you know, it's everyone's different. You know, it's just, I found my niche, but if I wanted to grow and I wanted to move on to something bigger and better, I'm sure I could, but I don't want to. I'm completely cool with where I'm at. I love it. <laughs> I love that though. I mean, it, that you found your spot and it's, it's, you know, where you want to be. And so it does sound like there's, you know, some either, um, you know, through the, the other positions you mentioned and then also self-growth as well is there's so many things you can take um you know it just takes the initiative and the, the compassion for others to really take off 
my recommendation is don't limit yourself. Um, you know, don't limit yourself and the sky's the limit. You know, if you set a goal that you want to become a facilitator uh, and you want to take on a little bit more responsibility or be a trainer, then go for it. You know, absolutely go for it. Um, you know, that that's a growth, you know, whether that's personal growth for yourself, you know, however you want to look at it. Um, like I said, I'm personally extremely happy with what I do every single day. So, but there's all kinds of room, you know, it just depends on what you're wanting to do. It really is. It's your decision. That is really good news that the field is so big. If you were to give any advice to anyone interested in becoming a peer recovery supporter, what advice would you give them? Well, I'm going to go back to the beauty of peer support. You know, I was the one that would self-doubt. I was the one that would uh, beat myself up. Um, I'll keep this PG-13 and say that I was one that would pump quarters in the butt-kicking machine. You know, I was really hard on myself. Um, I would never learn to give myself a break. Um, the sky's the limit, my friends. Um, set small goals. Like if you want to become a peer support specialist, supporter, peer recovery supporter, and that's where you find um, your passion, you know, leaning towards, then go for it. Um, you know, don't overwhelm yourself. I... It was easy for me to overwhelm myself and take too much on. You know, I would I was one that would put too much on my plate. Um, and I found that when I don't overwhelm myself uh, and I set those small goals and I go after them, um, I'm usually pretty successful in completing them. And, and I have been. So, you know, my recommendation is if you want to become a peer recovery supporter, why not? Go for it. Um, and give yourself a break because anyone listening can do it. You know, if you have this lived experience that we've been talking about for the last 30 plus minutes, um, go for it, share your story. Um, it's a very, that is the most powerful tool in your toolbox. Anyone listening tonight, today, um, it's a super powerful tool. So like share, share, share. The more we share, the more we help. Uh, and the more we help, you, you just don't know who you're out there helping. Um, yeah, that's really good. And, you know, sometimes with, with, uh, today's world, um, you know, and, and the stigma that's out there, it may feel scary to share your story, but it can help just about anyone, you know, whether they have a mental illness or not, or addiction or not, it, it's, it doesn't have to be just for that. But I, I think that's really hitting it right where it needs to be um for advice pain shared pain shared is pain lessened i had to sneak that in there because that falls right in tune with what you just said um it's healing it's very very healing definitely it's you know it's it's a day-by-day -day process and some days are not always um the best days but living in recovery is is a gift. Um, we, we've had so many, you know, e each person's story is different, but a lot of times with mental health and addiction, these, you know, types of things go on a long time. They're not quick. And when we're in recovery, 
we want to use that to our advantage and really put get to work really and, and get other people into recovery as well because we've experienced the the beauty of recovery and we we want the best for other people that we see that are still struggling on the daily now at the um shelter you're at currently could you kind of describe a little bit what your day-to-day looks like um in terms of just overall experience well i mean a quick rundown you know i i used to live here um i used to be a client here at the shelter a few years not too long ago um i used to live here um so like when i went through my training and my now supervisor was training me um i mean i I think she just knew right away that i was going to be you know a good fit for the shelter. Um, I lived experience, um, you know, my day to day here is dealing with, uh, peers that are, we're no different. You know, I don't look at my peers any differently than I do myself. Uh, we're equals and, you know, I see myself in the mirror every single day. That's what a day looks like to me. Um, you know, I pull, into work, I have to go down a road called Prison Road. Well, I've been incarcerated. There's barbed wire, there's fences, there's guard towers. Um, the facility I work at is a converted prison into a shelter. So there's still jail cells here. Um, you know, it's, it's a reminder for me every single day where I'm at today, how grateful I'm where I'm at today and how far I've came. And, you know, I get to share that experience, strength and hope uh, with other people, with other peers, people that are just like me. Um, I may be a little bit further along in my, you know, my, my story, but that doesn't mean that their story has to end here because mine certainly didn't. And, you know, I see where I'm at today, but I also remember where I was at not too long ago. Um, that's what a day looks like. Every day here is different. Every day here, uh, is challenging. There's some days that are quiet and uneventful and other days that are super chaotic. Um, you know, I have to deal with death here. I have to deal with drug use. I have to deal with overdoses and things that go on. Um, life, you know, it's life. Um, but I'm here to hopefully be that hope shot. Um, you know, that inspiration, uh, that resource to help uh, the ones that are interested in peer support um, to get the help they're asking for. So it's I love it. I absolutely love my job because if I if I personally had this when I was here, um, wow, things may have been different, but that's OK. I still things still turned out wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. And it sounds like a very cool and unique experience that you get to, you know, you like you said, you used to live there and you get to take that, um, you know, and use your experience to help people that were in the same situation that you were in or at least similar ones. It's that relationship. It's really easy for me to maybe make someone feel comfortable because of that relatable experience. You know, when I share a little bit of my story with someone that's here talking to me, 
Um, that, it's just that relatable experience is so powerful in peer support, period, hands down, because right away they know that I get it, that, you know, I understand where they're coming from. You know, I can talk the talk if I need to talk the talk because I've walked the walk. You know, I've lived that lifestyle before. Um, you know, and sometimes I, it's different from person to person. You know, it really is. It really is. It, it changes from person to person. But uh, I'm just gifted with that ability. It's an ability within me that I never knew I had. Um, and I know that I have it now. You know, it's one of those gifts of recovery um, blessings of recovery, I like to call them, that I have found within myself uh, as a peer supporter. And it's an awesome one. I love it. That's amazing. And it sounds just like a chance at a new life, you know, in recovery and your your time working as a peer support specialist. Um, there's there's honestly so many good things that come out of this this certificate that you can go for. And I uh, encourage anyone listening to look into it, whether you're, you know someone with, in mental illness and recovery or you don't. You know, maybe you just want to look into it and find some information. But I couldn't, couldn't have said it better, you know, the way you, you were describing it. So I really appreciate that. I'd like to thank Joe Shablon for taking time and joining us today and talking about peer support. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. For more information on our podcast, go to our Instagram page under Empower Half an Hour. We also encourage you to follow our Instagram page as well as our Podbean page. Until next time, have a great day, everyone.